SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Exactly five minutes after six o'clock, Hilton Tarrant with you on this Thursday evening. This is the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Tonight, uh, coming up, National Treasury tackling the cost of pension savings. Its final discussion document on retirement reform out today. David McCarthy, Retirement Policy Specialist at Treasury, on some of the changes it's looking at and thinking about as well as making it easier to save for the long term. FNB's overhauled its online banking. It's cut bankanese, and the site offers full functionality on any device, including smartphones and tablets. FNB Online Chief Executive Leanne von Sale on the changes customers can expect on Monday. Magnus Haystack on finding and selecting a financial advisor. And David Shapiro of Sassman is with us to make sense of the markets on a day where the JSC ended up over 2%. All of that to come, though. First, here's the business news. And this in business today is brought to you by Wesbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co.za. Mining unions and gold companies started wage talks today, billed as the toughest since 1994, with demands for a doubling of basic pay set against collapsing bullion prices and shrinking profit margins. The negotiations normally take two months, but this year's talks are expected to drag out because of a vicious union turf war that sparked strikes last year. Elise Stradom, a senior executive at the Chamber of Mines, which is the body representing firms employing 120,000 of the gold sector's 140,000 workers, said for us it's about finding the balance between what's affordable and what the employees want. Manufacturing output rose by 2.2% year-on-year in volume terms in May from a revised 7.1% in April, Statsa said today. On a month-on-month basis, factory production fell by 1.7%, but rose by almost a percent in the three months to May compared with the preceding period. Economists had expected year-on-year growth of 2.9% in May. Mining output, meanwhile, decreased by 0.7% after a revised 0.7% year-on-year improvement in April. Gold production emerged as the highest contributor to the decline. Output, which has been falling since May of 2011, plunged by almost 15% year-on-year during the month, compared with a 3% year-on-year decline reported in April. Turning to the markets, the JSC's all-share index ending up uh, plus uh, 2.28%. At 40,543 points, resources up 4% on the day. European and uh, United States markets positive this afternoon. The round 9.99 against the US dollar, 15.08 to the pound, 13.04 to the euro. Gold is at $1,283 an ounce. Platinum, 1,401, and a barrel of Brent is at $108. This in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your transport and logistics business? Could it be the difference between packing and freighting, or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Or speak to your affiliated dealer. MoneyWeb Market Watcher is proudly brought to you by the Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN, shaping business leaders in Africa. Well, David Shapiro, the Fed minutes out last night. Markets weren't too sure which way they were going to go at one point, and... Uh, some people made a lot of sense about uh, what was said in those minutes because markets uh, responded very well to In fact, today. what happened is no one was quite sure what they meant. You know, we all interpreted them as waiting for uh, job numbers to pick up. But 
later on Bernanke spoke and it's what he said Hilton that actually changed it and you know he was very precise he said that uh, and I'm trying to get the quote correctly but the words he used is highly accommodative foreseeable future that's what is needed you know so put those together um, and that's what uh, sent markets up. What actually happened is the dollar came under quite severe pressure. You know, the euro, which was trading like 128, 129, went up to like 131 thereabouts. So gold shot up like 20, 30 dollars and uh, other metal prices also picked up. So that set the, uh, the scene for very strong gains. Uh, in commodity shares. It lifted Asia and followed through to us. So if you look at our market, it was all mining. And, you know, industrials and financials did pretty well, but it was the mining shares that, uh, you know, that, that, that led the way higher. Anglo back above 200, up almost 6% on the mm-hmm. day. It's fallen a, a fair amount, which I suppose explains the, uh, the relative outperformance today on BHV Bulletin. Bulletin only up, only up 5%, 5% uh, mm. over 270 a share. As you say, big moves in, in resources. It, it was all mining. And then it had a natural uplifting effect on the rest of the market. But we also got uh, uh, guidance from other international markets. So industrials, pretty firm. Banks, which had been hammered on Tuesday, actually recovered most of their, you know, most of their falls today. So, you know, you know what's interesting is that I, I don't know how the trading works on the JSC. I literally don't. You know, we <laughs> buy shares and I work in the old-fashioned way. I don't you shouldn't admit that. Well, well, when I, I don't know how trading systems work. That, mm. Put it that way. Uh, you know, you, we're in the era of computer-driven um, algorithms and so on. High-frequency trading. Says, and, and whether it affects the stock exchange, because what's, what I've, I might have mentioned before, what's interesting is everything goes up or everything goes down. You know, not confined to an index like the top 40. It's not only the top 40 which is determining where the market is. So you generally find uh, uh, you know, a lot of trading right across the market. And today it was, an, you know, it was a green day with very little in the red. Fresh 52-week highs for Richmond, posting a, another record high, 93.43. Coronation up over 67 rand 50. MTN 186 rand. Mm. Nasparis at 770. Pinnacle, that one's been out of the news for a while, almost 25 rand a share. And Soho Sun posting a, a, another record high, mm. 26 rand 50. That after yesterday's uh, close of 26.48. Yeah, that's and I think on the back of Sun International, I think we discussed it yesterday. Mm. Gaming stocks are holding their own um, against worries about lower consumption, lower household spending. So they seem to be stocks in the you know in in favoured at the moment. Uh, in, in nice person, Richmond are at all-time highs. Hmm. You know, a lot of them might be 52, but I think those are all-time highs. Coronation I would imagine Coronation as MTN well. MTN as well. Yeah. So um, it's at the top of the market. Those shares are the top capitalised and top of the market that are actually still making the JSE something you know, worthwhile investing in. Elsewhere on the market, not too much in the way of company news out today. Goldfields uh, mm-hmm. reiterating its guidance for the second quarter, uh, as well as for the full year. It will meet full year guidance, second quarter guidance slipping mm-hmm. slightly. It had that strike up in Ghana, 25,000 ounces lost there. What it did give us is an indication of what it's costing to produce gold. Mm-hmm. A lot. $1,250 <laughs> an ounce, David. That's all in. That's it's, including that's capital a, expenditure. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the worrying figure. 
And um, at the moment, I don't know, there was another number that they were saying that, uh, was, which is 1,360, which was slightly higher. But it gives you an idea of how difficult it is to mine and where their margins lie at the moment. You know, capital expender is, is such an important part of a mine because you have to drive forward, you have to create uh, uh, more reserves. So it's not only the cash cost, but uh, uh, cost of capex as well. Finally, your email campaign about Bloomberg TV on, on DSTV seems <laughs> to be working. Uh, we, we have received some, some word that uh, Bloomberg TV, or at least Bloomberg, will make an announcement uh, on Monday about its uh, potential return to, to South African I, I, TV I've screens. Heard, I've heard this unofficially, mm. you know, that they're coming back. Uh, I haven't heard it officially. And I'm not sure that I was responsible. I think maybe Naspers, uh, someone woke up there and asked where their Bloomberg screen was. You know, that's the story <laughs> that I hear. Uh, it was some high-ranking Naspers brass that uh, got all angry and is bringing it back. But it's a right move. You know, uh, uh, without taking anything away from Business Day TV, I think you still need a channel at which, uh, you know, which you can turn on at any time and see what's happening in foreign markets. It's so important for mainly for professionals, maybe not for casual viewers, but but you know, for people in the market, it's, it's, it's absolutely paramount that we have it. MoneyWeb Market Watcher was proudly brought to you by the Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN, shaping business leaders in Africa. The Graduate School of Business and Leadership at the University of KwaZulu-Natal offers a variety of programs to help you make your mark in the world of business. The interdisciplinary nature of our world-class programs enables our candidates to effectively deal with the complex challenges of an ever-changing landscape. If you're ready to make a difference, consider the university that is changing the world every day. The Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN, shaping business leaders in Africa. Are you a pensioner or investor looking for a high-yield investment that will give you an above-average guaranteed return? then Finbond Mutual Bank's limited offer is perfect for you. Invest a minimum amount of 100,000 Rand on a fixed-term deposit and earn 9.5% per annum guaranteed. Contact us today on 0860-442211. Terms and conditions apply. Finbond is an authorized financial services and credit provider. Finbond Mutual Bank. It's my bank. Quarter past six. Today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. Well, Treasury today released its fifth and final discussion document on retirement reform. It details how government wants to reduce the cost of saving for retirement. David McCarthy, retirement policy specialist at National Treasury, joins us now. David, the crux of this really is charges, the kinds of recurring charges, the fees that uh, people pay, and how those erode savings. We've looked at this before here on the Market Update. We've looked at it specifically with regards to uh, a more short-term savings plan. Even over five or ten years, we've seen the effects of this. This is a, this is a big issue. Yeah, no, it's a huge issue. I mean, many people don't realize that in very long-term savings contracts, and remember, if you're saving for a time, it could be as long as 40 years, charges that look very small, but which are levied annually, um, build up over the years. And so, for instance, if, if you can reduce the charges that you pay in your uh, retirement fund from 3.5% per annum, which is very high, to half a percent per annum, um, you could get the same benefit after 40 years uh, with contributions that are about half as large. So very small differences make a very, very, uh, in, in annual charge, make a very large difference in the benefit that you get when you retire. 
David, what does this market look like at the moment? Six million uh, South Africans belong to a retirement fund. What does the long-term savings market look like uh, in, the, in the country at the moment? Look, uh, after funeral policies, um, retirement funds are probably the most common savings instrument in South Africa. So if you go and interview metro households in South Africa, um, slightly more than half will be a member of a retirement fund. Um, there is a, a, a great deal of complexity, though, in our mm. retirement fund industry. There are many different types of funds. And in this analysis, we analyzed three different groups of funds. The first one is uh, standalone employer-related funds or non-commercial industry funds. Um, so that might be if you work for a large company and they have their own um, retirement fund, that's an example. Um, the second type of fund we looked at is commercial umbrella funds. So those are funds set up by commercial sponsors, but there are many um, unrelated employers in the fund. And then the third type of product we looked at is retirement annuities or voluntary products that are sold to individuals. So our market is made up of all three of those different types of funds, and it's say that it's complex is a, is a bit of an understatement. You are proposing a, a, a number of changes. Uh, there are four of those, and if I go through them very quickly, uh, the first looks at consolidation, at issues of governance and regulation. <coughs> the second looks at, at simplification. The third at disclosure. And we are seeing that trend right across the financial services industry. And the fourth, easier or auto-enrollment of, of individuals into funds. Simplification, I guess, at the core is, is probably the, 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 the most important of these. Well, there are several structural reasons um, why the charges in our retirement industry seem to be uh, large. Um, you know, high, high unemployment, uh, the lack of compulsion, which means that only half of formerly employed workers are actually members of the system. Crucially, low rates of preservation. Most people who leave funds take, take their balance out with them mm. uh, in cash, and they don't save it for their retirement. And we have many, many, many small funds. Now, resolving those structural issues will go a very long way towards um, lowering the charges. And, and I would argue, in fact, that the most important proposal that we need to talk about as a society is mandatory enrollment in a retirement fund. Because what that will do, provided that we get, we get it right, um, that will ensure that all formerly employed workers in the country have automatic access to retirement savings products that are cheap and in their best interests. Because... Um, the big challenge in this industry is getting the product from the provider to the individual, and that's where a lot of the costs lie. And if we can crack that nut, um, then we, um, we, we've achieved a lot. Obviously, product simplification is extremely important. Um, you know, when you look at the, the types of products that are up, you see that some of them, particularly those that are, are commercial products and others that are for-profit products, are incredibly complex and different in complexity between non-commercial funds and commercial funds striking. Um, and certainly simplification will go some way towards ensuring that the market competes on the basis of price rather than on the basis of product complexity. So it's also important. But we shouldn't forget the, um, the importance of the structural issues um, that underlie um, the level of charges in our retirement industry. David, are you looking at other countries and, and structures within those other countries and, and perhaps efforts at retirement reform in other countries and, and taking some learnings from them? Yes. Um, you know, the, the issue about high charges in defined contribution systems is not unique to South Africa. Mm. Our retirement system is most similar to the retirement system in other Anglo-Saxon countries, so the United States, the United Kingdom, Ireland, and Australia. And all of those countries are either currently engaged in 
um, projects to try and reduce the level of charges in their retirement systems or have recently completed projects to do this. So Australia has just had a major review in, in uh, looking at the costs of their retirement system. Ireland is engaged in an investigation. Britain um, has started a single government fund. And certainly um, one of the models that we're looking at is New Zealand, um, where they have something called a KiwiSaver product, um, which is um, a, a product that's distributed through um, uh, employers, but where the um, premiums are collected through the tax system. Mm. So it's it's a public-private partnership to try and resolve this issue about the distribution of retirement funds to individual savers. So certainly we are aware of what's going on in the rest of the world, and we're definitely, if anything, lagging a little bit behind the curve um, in looking at the cost of our retirement system. David McCarthy, the Retirement Policy Specialist at National Treasury, and today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. With MTN Business ERP, your business reports directly to you, meaning you get a complete overview of your business's operations at any given time. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. Well, FNB today previewed its new banking portal. The bank's calling it the first scalable site on the continent, which means that it reacts to devices and scales to offer full functionality on smaller smartphone and tablet screens. Leanne Fonsell, chief executive of FNB Online, joins us. Now, Leanne, one and a half million registered customers, 1.2 million of those use FNB Internet banking every month. Why change a winning formula? Well, Hilton, I think predominantly it was a customer-led disruptive technology that really made us um, um, initiate the change. We looked at our customer base and established that 7% of the customers are really starting to transact via a smart device versus 3% a year ago. So they were not using the traditional PCs. And to that, we had to say, right, to actually really stay in this race, win this race, and um, how do we respond positively to customers making a facility across the channel that is via um, pre-login, um, banking, as well as sales, scalable on a device that is customer convenient at the time of transacting. Customers are going to see the new look on uh, Sunday afternoon, and when they log on for banking on, on Monday morning, it's going to look a little bit different. In fact, Correct. a lot different. Uh, if, if they need help, what happens? Uh, can, they, can they give you a call? Okay. Well, Hilton, um, I think first of all, definitely we've put a lot of support structures in place to really facilitate the changeover because um, we know it is different. So first of all, we've ramped up all our call centers. We've also made a website available. If customer does not want to hold, he could email us and we'll then outbound and contact him. We've also had demos made available on the site, which shows where the major changes in the, within the construct is, as well as how to do certain transactions. And from today, we've also been directly communicating with the client base, um, initiating the change, introducing the change to customer. But absolutely, our call center agents are ready and waiting to take calls from customers. Leanne, what about security? Is this site more secure, as secure as the, as the existing one? Hilton, um, we've always, from an F&D perspective, um, introduced our security as a layered security and it doesn't just um, stop with having a username, password, and then a one-time pin on certain high 
regarded risk transactions. Mm. So we've got a lot of back-end security that we've put in place, but more importantly, what our security does do, it actually reacts in response to the various different threats that are apparent in the marketplace. So definitely in in, in the redesign of the new online banking, security has been top of mind, um, as has been the case in the past. This uh, development doesn't stop here. What, what goes live on Sunday and what customers see on Sunday and on Monday, that's not, uh, you know, that's not set in stone, is it? Well, I, I think what it has definitely done, it's allowed us a framework that will further enhance the customer experience. So for me and our team, this is the beginning of the journey to further improve customer experience and then the ongoing um, releasing of functionality for customer in the most intuitive, easy platform that they feel free to interact and that they really find their transaction capability as quick as possible. Yeah, and just to close off with, uh, a lot of people will be looking at their, their smartphones or their tablets and saying, but I already have an FNB app. What does this do for me? Why, why both? I think as F&B, we've always professed and we've wanted a strategy where we, we, we look at customer and customer preference. And there are definite times you want within the digital suite the best online banking. You also want the best um, app. And at any point in time, let customer choice um, dictate on which channel they feel most appropriate to use at that point in time. Leanne Van Sell is the Chief Executive of F&B Online. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Conditions apply. My Money is brought to you by Capitec Bank. Well, in last week's My Money feature, we spoke with Magnus Haystack of Brenthurst Wealth and looked at the importance of using a financial planner or financial advisor. Magnus joins us again this week. Magnus, We know that a financial planner is important, but how does one go about selecting a financial planner or a financial advisor? Well, good afternoon. It's like choosing any professional person to assist you, whether it's a lawyer, accountant, or a a tax advisor. You know, you you, you first of all have to establish someone who's experienced and who's qualified and and today registered with the Financial Services Board. And I think you've got to do your homework when you appoint a financial advisor in terms of what areas do they specialize in? Um, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? And, and lastly, do you like this person? Because uh, that, that it's, it's a very important person, and if you choose an in- investment advisor, there's a very high likelihood that you're going to be talking to this person for a very, very long time. So you've got to go through all the, 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 the numbers, but you also have to go through the personality. Somebody's got empathy. Somebody can relate to your situation and, and obviously has the experience to assist you with your investments. As you say, this is a professional in the same way that a lawyer is a professional. I guess asking around and getting recommendations from family and friends is another way to just double-check uh, your selection. That's a very good starting point. You know, you ask other people who's looking after your investments. Is it a company? Is it an individual? And, um, you know, and also what, what would I find very strange when, when I meet new clients, they, they don't ask a lot of questions. They assume that you're a professional, that you've been around, but they should be asking a lot more questions. And I quite frequently tell people or I ask them, what do you require from a financial advisor? And I get them to think about 
what do they really need in a financial advisor? Is it someone who's just going to be taking your money and, and, and playing the role of a broker? Or is it someone who's going to be assisting you almost as a financial life coach in uh, very important parts of your life? Magnus, just to close off with, uh, if a financial planner or financial advisor that you've selected and worked with for a number of years is no longer working out for you, can you change? It's very easy to change, and I'm surprised that people don't change more often because it doesn't cost anything. You can terminate the services of a financial advisor within 30 days. You give notice, and you're saying, I want to use somebody else, and there shouldn't be any costs or fees associated with that. Most financial firms will take you on as a new client as an, with an existing portfolio at no cost. So it's surprisingly cheap to do that. Magnus Aistek is with Brenthurst Wealth, and my money is brought to you by Capitec Bank. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account, and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Choose between single or multiple deposits. Terms range from 6 to 60 months. Rates are fixed, and you'll never earn less than 5.35%. Visit www.capitecbank.co.za for more info or visit your nearest branch. Conditions apply. Capitec Bank. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended up 2.28% at 40,543 points. We're seeing markets green across the world. The U.S. Uh, currently about a percent better. The rand is at 10.02 against the U.S. dollar. This has been the SAFA Market Update with MoneyWeb. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow, 6.30 now, and time for game plan.